Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Grizzlies crush the Sixers in preseason action. It's the debut of the Walk and Talk postgame. You'll also hear from the locker room my interviews with Mark Gasol and Mike Conley. All of that coming up, Locked on Grizzlies. Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So here on Locked on Grizzlies, uh, we're going to debut something new, and I don't know how often I'm going to be able to do this, but... After the game against the Sixers, if you ever watch like West Wing or one of those Aaron Sorkin shows, he's always people walking and talking. So me and the Commercial Appeals own Ron Tillery, the only beat writer the Grizzlies have ever known, my former co-host on the Morning Rush and all-around good guy wearing a dapper outfit. There's a stain on it, though, Ron, so I'm a little concerned about that, but that, that, that's all right. But that, that, other, Otherwise, you're looking pretty slick tonight. Thanks for walking and talking with me, man. Preseason basketball uh, isn't the most thrilling of, uh, uh, of times, but uh, we finally get to leave the building. And, uh, <laughs> and the, uh, the most interesting thing about tonight is uh, the Grizzlies banging threes. I mean, uh, normally when they make 13, that's about four games worth. I don't remember, oh, man, maybe like – three or four games last year, but it's certainly not coming from the bigs. Zach, four of six. Mark hits his only three, and he's the one who's supposed to be taking all those threes. But, but Zach, Zach looked good. I got to say, like, it looked like it was in rhythm. He's comfortable with it. Uh, it. It seems like, you know, so far staggering Mark and Zach's minutes and getting them looks at the five is leading to some, some pretty good open shots. Yeah, you know what? And I, and I, I like talking about Zach because, you know, it, it, we spent a lot of this week – making it a controversy that Zach was moving to the bench. Um, but See, we're opening this door right now. This is, this is truly a walk and talk. <laughs> but the reality is, you know, Zach's a, a baller. And this just reminds me a lot of, you know, the, the, the noise that was being made when O.J. Mayo went to the bench. Remember that years ago? And O.J. just didn't respond. I mean, he, he just didn't perform. Well, Zach has embraced it. Not just with his attitude, but when he comes in the game, I mean, he, he is, like, putting up shots quickly. He, he's playing. And, and, and I just think, you know, Fisdale is very fortunate in that regard because, you know, Zach's going to make sure this works out. Uh, I, I like the fact – you talked about the threes. that There's just no hesitation. There's, there's just no um, doubting how he's going to play off the bench. Zach is coming to these games, and he's being Zach. And now, and now you add that three-pointer. It's, it's interesting to watch him, uh, to watch how they're – they started to work in some lineups tonight that you might actually see. You know, it, it, so much of the preseason, the first few games is always those guys that are probably not going to make the team, but, you know, trying to fight for a spot. But you saw some lineups tonight where they're actually going to be able to have some guys that, that you could see. And I have, to keep, I have to keep talking about them, but, you know, everyone wants to talk about – Mark and Zach and Mike and all that stuff. But to me, man, I, I think James Ennis is like cementing his place 
as a key part of this rotation. And he may end up having to start if Chandler Parsons can't go to begin the season. But I think he's played fantastic. I mean, he's making shots. He's switching on defense. Everything that, that he was advertised to be and everything he looked like at the end of uh, the year last year with New Orleans when he started for like the last 10 games, he's, he's provided all that and more. I think he's been great. Well, you know, when, when the Grizzlies traded for him last year, and uh, I think it was the Mario Chalmers deal, am I right on that? Yeah, um, uh, they envisioned this. Um, it's just unfortunate that the coach, in that case, Dave Yeager, didn't believe in him. And so it's not shocking that Chris Wallace and then obviously David Fisdale coming from Miami went and got Ennis right away uh, because they saw what he was capable of as an athletic, athletic wing. Uh, he, he's good on the offensive boards. He can make the corner three. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think Parsons is going to be ready to start the season. So it's going to be James Ennis. I, I think as far as lineups go, I think that's one of the most unfortunate things about the preseason is because, and Fisdale talked about it a little bit tonight uh, after the Sixers game, you, you can't really put the combinations that you intend to use out there because Parsons is hurt. And, uh, and um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Ennis can move what, all those things you're talking about to the bench, coming off the bench, because he's out there with Mark. He's out there with Mike. He's out there with the better players on the team. And, you know, that, that tends to help a role player. You're right. No, I think, I think that's, that's a good point because he may not play very much with those guys depending on how things go with Chandler Parsons. Now, one of the other things that, you know, you could take from this, I, I talked and I asked you know, Mike Conley. We'll hear that interview coming up in a little bit. Marcus Gasol, same thing. I noticed, Ron, the, the way they play pick and rolls with, with David Fisdale is really much more aggressive He's asking the guys to trap, and he's asking them to do that kind of with their own discretion. They're picking the right times to do it. Is that empowering the players? Is that something that I mean, Dave Yeager just didn't feel comfortable with, or is that like you know Fisdale making sure with the personnel that he's got enough people out there to be able to, to switch and to be able to trap when he needs to? Yeah, I think that's a Fisdale personnel issue because he watched a lot of film on the Grizzlies, and that's been one of their Achilles' heel. They're, they're poor pick-and-roll defense. And, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. That's one of the reasons why Zach's on the bench. I mean, that's, that, that was uh, a move made with defense in mind. So you got to have guys out there that are just not only willing but capable. And, and um, it's a pick-and-roll league. I mean, everybody's running and gunning, but they're pick-and-rolling you to death. And, and in the Western Conference, you have so many strong guards, they'll eat you alive. And so uh, I think some of it is read and react, but I think a lot of it is Fisdale you know, working his personnel. And then, you know, we, we talk a lot about the Grizzlies being younger and, and more athletic, but, you know, they spent the offseason uh, becoming more versatile. I mean, they, they've got some interchangeable players now, and I think that helps. I think you're right. I mean, the, the, the interchangeable part, the switchable part, uh, Mike Conley, you'll hear him. We got across the street here. We're about to get run over. So if you can hear that, I don't know if you can hear that sound or not, but you got to be careful. Uh, no, Mike, Mike was talking about how they can switch one through four sometimes with Jermichael Green out there at the four. Zach and Mark basically playing interchangeable at the five. You know, when, when one leaves, the other one comes in. They're just going to be exclusively at the five. But Fisdale even said that he wants those two guys, he wants Zach and Mark to play and to switch onto guards, which I, I will be very interested to see how that goes. 
uh, as the season progresses because I, I, that to me reads like a personal challenge to those guys. We talked about how Fisdale with Chris Bosh, for example, in, in, in the Heat really emphasized making him a three-point shooter later in his career. You, know, you teased out some different shooting from Dwayne Wade you know, later in his career. What they did, I mean, with a lot of different guys, both young and old, to get different elements of their game out, well, this strikes me as like kind of a challenge. Like, you know, people say you can't do this. People say you're too old or you're too slow. Show me that you're not. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think uh, everything you said is correct. But the one thing that we've learned, particularly about the core players on the Grizzlies, is that they're always up for it. Like, they, they always meet meet those challenges. And so, uh, you know, Zach's got a lot of professional pride in him. So, A, is going to the bench. And knowing why he went to the bench, which is in part, you know, because of defensive reasons. So, you're going to see him, you know, work hard. And, and Mark... Uh, the same way. And, and then both of those players, to their credit, you know, they've gotten trimmer. They've got a little lighter on their feet. And and so, uh, again, I think it also goes back to personnel because um, um, what I failed to mention earlier was, you know, Tony Allen's not out there. So if you got him attacking the pick and roll with you, that's going to make your job a little easier. You know, he can play anybody. I mean, he's, he's, he's gone up against, you know, basically ones through fives out there. The, a couple other quick things, Ron, because I know we got to run, but like, Number one, I, you, you've been around this team more than anybody. Um, it seems to me that Marc Gasol is, is a happy dude. Like, he wasn't a happy dude last year. Even before he was hurt, he looks happy. He was laughing, joking tonight in the locker room, the other night doing the same thing. He Not only does he look trimmer physically, I'm more interested in the fact that I just think mentally he looks like a, he sounds like he's a different guy. I learned this a long time ago, Peter. Um, you know, we always focus on a guy's ankle or knee, but mental health, is just as important uh, in professional sports. And you're right. Mark was, can I say pissed off on this podcast? You can say whatever you want on this podcast. It's a podcast, man. You can say whatever you want. Can I cuss? No. Sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mark, Mark, it was almost as if, like, I didn't sign up for this. And and what I mean by that is um, the Grizzlies weren't as organized. They weren't as structured. They weren't as disciplined. And And for somebody like him, it just drove him crazy. You know, like, I, I, I don't want to, like, spend a lot of time just ripping Dave Yeager, but the culture, and this is what Fisdale talks a lot about, was not the same as the culture that Lionel Hollins established uh, as the Grizzlies began to ascend in the Western Conference. I mean, like, where everybody's held accountable, where, um, you know, uh, nobody's above the team, where – you do stuff for a reason. Like, right. you tell me, here's why you're going to do it, and right. this is what we do. Where where the coach will go at the star as much as he'll go at the 15th man. And, I, I like you said, having been around them, you know, traveling with them to training camps in California, it just wasn't the same. Now, perhaps that's just not Dave Yeager's personality. All Dave wants to do is just coach, draw up X's and O's. But with Fisdale, they're getting back to what they're used to and they're getting back to to um uh you know what what they crave you know that discipline it's like kids generally speaking kids crave discipline you know <laughs> they want to know that there's order and so I, I think that's one reason why uh you know mark has a little bounce in his step and and uh his psyche is good because i mean let's face it fizzdale i mean how, how blunt has he been so far i mean right out of the gate he told Zach Randolph, listen, nobody's going to pay you to be a starter again. You're coming off the bench. As far as I can tell, he's he's basically putting the the toe tag on grit and grind 
right out of the gate. Yeah. He said, "We're you know, I'm I'm splitting up Mark and Zach. They hadn't played. They played one minute together, literally just one minute together in the preseason so far. That's probably not going to change going forward." He told Zach, "No one's going to pay to be a starter." He's got him shooting threes. He's changing their their whole mentality on the pick and roll. I mean, this dude's doing in like three weeks what coaches had you know years to do and and couldn't do, wanted to do. Lots of people in the organization wanted it to be done, but couldn't do it. Now, I mean, it's we're we're a little early because I don't know if it's going to last. Who right. knows? There's lots of things that could change when you add Tony Allen back to the mix. And who, what? But I, just at least for now, though, it's gone about as well as it can go. Uh, at least in terms of an experiment. I think you make a good point because. Um, you know, whereas, like, Lionel wanted to do a lot of things, the roster didn't allow him to. Like, so being a good coach, you know, you, you play to your strengths and, and you just say, okay, I would love to run, but this is what we got. You know, Dave just wasn't a good communicator because, you know, he had a better roster, but he couldn't implement the stuff because he wasn't getting it across. Now, in, in Fisdale has a, a, a more interchangeable, versatile roster, but he's not just talking about pace. He said, Zach's out. The, if, if we're going to run and play faster, one of the bigs has got to go to the bench. So, Zach, you know, so he's doing, like, practical stuff to implement, you know, what, what he's trying to accomplish. And there's a purpose to it. It's not just doing it just to do it or anything else. There's a reason why he's doing it. Uh, last thing, I wonder, like, you know, they got 15 guaranteed contracts on the roster. So, y- y- it is what it is. But – like, you know, we saw DJ Stephens didn't play tonight, but he's played well in the preseason. Wayne Selden started tonight and actually played really well. Troy Williams played fantastically well. Troy Daniels has been bad, just flat-out bad. Is it time to, like, kind of get a little worried about uh, what what Troy Daniels is going to do? Is there, a, is there a point when one of the guaranteed spots, maybe not Troy because they signed him right out of the gate, but, but Jordan Adams uh, or Vince or somebody – are these any of these guys doing anything that would jeopardize any of those spots? Well, I agree, I agree with you with Troy. Uh, he has not looked well. Um, but, you know, it's three preseason games. And Coach Fisdale uh, said something that we, we talked about earlier in the podcast that, you know, he'll look better when he's out there with, with the better players on the floor. Um, Vince is going to be on the team. I'm pretty certain of that uh, because of his experience and uh, his leadership ability. And then, you know, like, they got to pay him $4 million. If they cut him, they got to pay, pay him too. What's the difference? I mean, that's not well, – he's, 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 NBA, that's not a whole lot of money. No, and, and his size, I mean, he can – and he's a secondary playmaker, which they don't have a lot of, especially if Chandler Parsons can't go. I mean, he, he still does things that no one else on the roster yeah. can do. I, I'm a little surprised that they continue to invest in Jordan Adams. Not that he's a bad player. It's just that, you know, he's been snake-bitten and, and you know, you, you – I, I just don't see where you're going with him. Having said that, I'd be surprised if they uh, changed up the 15-man roster. I think a lot of the guys that you, you've mentioned, whether it be DJ, DJ Steffens or uh, Troy Williams, they, they're in the Grizzlies system. I think that's one of the beauties of um, having that single affiliation D-League in Iowa is that, you know, you have a guy that you can develop and work with and, and you know, keep your hand on. You know, uh, that's what happened with Andrew Harrison last year. You know, they drafted him, with, uh, and he had no chance of making a roster, but they put him in Iowa, and, and now he's, uh, he's uh, competing for the backup point guard spot. So um, it, it would be a surprise to me if, if uh, one of the camp invitees actually bumped somebody. Cost him a little bit of money, too. Uh, I know you're 
you got work to do. Uh, you're going to be writing. You're going to have morning after coming out in the paper. Whenever people hear this, now people may hear this prior to 9 o'clock. If they hear it prior to 9 o'clock, then tune in to Sports 56 to hear us talk some more uh, about uh, what, what's been happening uh, on uh, Wall and Peter in the morning. But if they hear it after 9 o'clock, you can go to commercialappeal.com and check out all of Ron's stuff because uh, you, I mean, you're going to be busy, man. You're posting stuff left and right, and then you get to make that trip to Tulsa. How pumped are you about that? Ooh, exciting. The life of a beat writer, baby. It's the Hawaii of the Midwest, right? I believe one prominent Grizzlies official said it was the Paris of Northeast Oklahoma, uh, which I think sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Thanks to my pal Ron Tillery for joining me in the walk and talk. First time we tried that. I, I didn't know how that would go. I think it sounds okay. And uh, it was a good chance for us as we were walking out of the arena to kind of recap some of the things that happened during the game. The Grizzlies did win by 30. Not that the score really matters in this whole thing, but you saw a lot of the offense start to click at times. Some impressive performances, as uh, you heard me talk about with Ron, from James Ennis, Troy Williams. I thought both uh, Mark Gasol and Mike Conley were, were very good. Zach Randolph was very good for the most part the Grizzlies showing some real progress on the offensive side of the ball now granted it was against the Sixers team that is dealing with a lot of injuries six injured players uh, many of them big time players for for the Sixers so even for a team that probably isn't going to be all that good they were pretty well ravaged by injury but you can only play who's in front of you and, and with that in mind there were a lot of positive things. I think far more positive things than negative things about the Grizzlies' performance. You started to see some lineups out there, too, coming together. Uh, we talked in the 3Q preview on yesterday's pod about wanting to see some you know, kind of shoots of growth, let's say, in the partnership between Marcus Gasol and Jermichael Green. I think we saw some of that. There were a few issues at times. You know, Jermichael was overwhelmed on the boards by a really big Sixers team. But for the most part, I thought it was a, it was a very good situation. And, and Jermichael Green being out there, you know, you know, we haven't seen the Grizzlies in their full lineup and what they exactly want to do to start the season, that being you know, Mike Conley, Tony Allen, Chandler Parsons, Jermichael Green, Marcus Saul. You know, two of those guys are, are out right now. So you're seeing a few modifications that, that have to be made. But there were lineups out there that were very switchable. And with Jermichael Green at the, at the four he he really can switch on to a lot of guards and make pick-and-roll defense a little bit different. That certainly helps. It's one of the things that's immediately noticeable when you watch this Grizzlies team play versus in years past. Not only the pace on offense, the ability to move the ball around, a lot more spacing that we've seen so far, and different guys initiating the offense, not just Mike Conley, but also on defense, the ability to switch and change and do a lot of things on pick-and-roll coverage, including trapping, that we really haven't seen very much of. The Grizzlies just didn't have the personnel or didn't have the desire to implement those kinds of policies last year. They're starting to do that now. Uh, and so that was one of the things that immediately jumped out when you watched this game. Uh, so I asked David Fisdale uh, in the post-game press conference about uh, some of the changes in the pick-and-roll defense. Yeah, I think it's tough in this league if you, you let these guards dance around. You're talking about that that position is so hard to defend, uh, especially that point guard. And to let these guys just kind of 
you know, dribble where they want and cut back and get downhill against your big guys. And, man, that's just scary to me uh, when you think about who we have to go through to get where we want to get to. So um, I, I like the idea of being more aggressive on some pick and rolls, uh, challenging Mark and Zebo to get out of their comfort zone a little bit, force them to get into a stance uh, and move their feet. Because uh, at some point they're even going to have to switch for us to be a champion. They're going to end up having to switch on somebody and containing a guard. That's just the reality of it. So every day we do defensive slide drill, um, like my old high school coach used to make us do. And we do technique drills with our slides, and we're going to keep building that habit of playing in a stance and, and being able to do multiple things defensively. Really does seem like there's personal challenges going on for growth, even with players that have been around for a while. It's a very interesting dynamic. It's also an interesting dynamic to see only one of Marcus All or Zach Randolph on the court at any one time. You know, David Fisdale was talking to Sirius XM Radio the other day, I think earlier today or yesterday, in an interview and said that playing Mark and Zach together would be, quote, a recipe for disaster. I don't know that that's, maybe that's a tad strong, but he certainly is committed to playing them apart. They've only played one minute together in the preseason, and I asked both Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley about that going forward. Uh, first of all, you'll hear uh, my uh, interview with Marcus Gasol in which we talk about that and uh, some of the pick-and-roll stuff, uh, shooting threes. A lot of different topics came up uh, with Marcus Gasol. Here's that interview with Mark. So far, you guys in, in preseason, I think you and Zach have played like one minute together on the court. Uh, you come in, he goes out, vice versa. How is that? It's such a new thing for you guys. It's a new process. We need to adjust. Um, it's different, different spacing, different guys, different style. Um, you just need to adapt, that's all. You need to adapt for the um, greater good. Do you think that, that ultimately that's the, the, the way that, that things need to, need to go at this point? Um, yeah, I think that's that's the way the for the style that we're trying to play. It has to be that way. Um, obviously, it's different um, that we're used to. The, we have um, some habits that we build over the years that are um, a little different than that. But like I said, you adapt. Or I mean, it's it's the way we're going right now, and and we all gotta believe in it. And it's not just accepting your new role, or it's not just accepting the fact that you know the team is going to play a little different. Um, you got to believe in it because when you only accept it, um, eventually, when things go bad, you're probably going to say, "Hey, you know what? Um, I knew it was going to happen, or this and that." You're going to make excuses out of it. So, you want to really believe in it and and and, and commit. Um, so, that's what we're doing. How is the partnership with Jermichael coming along? Um, good. I mean, I think the four right now it's more like a like a three. Uh, that's the way. At least right now, we we really don't have any you know many plays. We we have um, stuff to get us going, but we don't have um, really many plays to run. So you know, the four it's it's just like another guard out there that it's you know floating around the three point line, uh, setting screens, and and you know just finding a, the open spot. You've, uh, you guys also seem like you, you know, I know you were trapping a bit more and really coming out hard on pick and rolls in a way that you haven't necessarily been doing in the past. Do you like the aggressiveness? Do you like the way that you guys are adjusting? Definitely, that? yeah, yeah. It's just you got to pick and choose. You can just you know, 
Um, that's the key to everything. You, you know, it's not just trapping for trapping. You got to know when to trap, when not to trap. You know, sometimes you, if you trap too early, you're gonna get you know either go around or you're gonna get split. So you got to know exactly when to trap, and and pick and choose um, your, you know, the times you do it. Uh, it's just like you know, playing basketball when it's not the guys that shoot the best, the best shooter. It's just the guys that know when to shoot. You know, when when to pass, when to dribble. The, the, that, that's the key to basketball. When you know knowing when to do what to do. Coach Fizzles also said that you, you, you're probably going to end up having to switch you and Zach at some point onto guards as the season progresses. Is that a challenge? You better watch out. Yeah. Guards better watch out. I mean, you are taking a bunch of threes now. So yeah. you're really... A bunch. Um, yeah, I'm taking more than I'm accustomed to. Um, I took one tonight, so yeah. You want to get four a game, too. I know. You... Yeah, I got subbed. You Zach know, got, I, got I am six. I mean, great. Yeah. And, and, he made, and he made a lot of them. Like I said, it's, it's adapting. Um, you know, it's not where we are. Used to, or the way not uh, not the way we uh, um, we're wired, but uh, you you know you get rewired and, and rebooted, and, uh, and and you move on and uh, try to do something. You know, it's a new challenge, and, and as a player, you like challenges. You, know, you like people challenging you. How can you do this? Yeah, yeah, I can. There's that topic of personal challenges again, as Marcus Saul does seem energized. Uh, by that new challenge. Same thing uh, goes for Mike Conley, who started off uh, our discussion by talking about you know, the fact that, that the responsibility has shifted a little bit and that he's no longer being asked to initiate the offense every single time down. You're seeing some players with some freedom to do some things on their own. Um, I think what Coach did a good job of is just allowing everybody to feel uh, you know, like their like their role is is important and big, and that they have uh, the option to take the ball off off a rebound and run and get out in transition, and everybody feels free when that happens. And sometimes you can get a little bit too for, too much freedom for certain people, but um, we just have to work on balancing that for certain guys. It's I mean, it's it's better than the alternative of let's just kick it up to Mike and let right. Mike do some stuff. Right, right. I, I love it. You know, for me personally, it's great, but. Um, you know, I'm all about the team. I want to make sure everybody that um, is out there, you know, has the same opportunities. You guys, a couple different things on, on the defensive side, a lot more switchable with a lot of the, the lineups with you and Wade and James and, and, and Jamichael even probably able to switch lots of different stuff. And then a lot more trapping. Pick and roll defense, how much difference is there from what you've been used to over the last few years? Well, it's a little bit more aggressive. Um, we're trying to trap as much as we can. We're relying on our big guys to do a lot more. Um, and like you said, we play with lineups with, you know, one through four. We can switch all of them and uh, makes the game a lot easier. You know, you see that a lot with the, the better teams in the league who can do that and guard different positions. So um, if that's something we can accomplish this year, will it really help? How, how long do you think it'll take for you guys to kind of adjust to that? It's You guys have been probably the, I don't know, the least switchable, but one of the teams that doesn't switch nearly as much as some of the others. How long does it take to kind of adjust to that? It takes a, a while. You know, we, we're still messing up out there because we're so used to, you know, busting through everything and guarding our, our own man and finding our way back to our own man. Now we're able to switch. We're able to rotate. We're able to be in help situations, which doesn't require so much effort. So, um, you know, we just have to communicate, and I'm sure that's something that we'll get better at. I think Mark and Zach have played one minute together on the court this entire preseason. It seems like when one's in, the other's out. How weird is that for you? Even you've been around this team for it's it's been all you guys together. Now it's not. Right. Uh, it's, it's it's weird. It's something new. Um, you know, it's a change. I think we all have to get used to it. And um, so far, uh, I think Zebo has adjusted. You know, in the last few games, and, and we're still trying to adjust without him in the starting lineup. So uh, we're finding our way just like he is, and I'm sure that everything will work out. Are you pleased with tonight overall? 
I, I was. I thought we could have been a lot better um, at the end of the half. Um, we definitely, you know, let our guard down. We stopped playing on the on the defensive end. But um, the way we came out in the third quarter was was great. It was a great way to uh, respond to a, a run that they had, you know, given us in the last uh, four or five minutes of that second quarter. What do you want to get out of these final preseason games coming off on this road trip? Um, you know, continue to be crisp, uh, be sharp, um, keep running, keep the conditioning. Um, you know, improving each game. Um, try to play as much as you can. You know, because you want to get it to about where you're going to play in a regular game by the time the preseason's over. So, um, yeah, I feel great. The team looks great, and we're looking forward to you know keeping this thing going. Zach can end up with more threes than you this year. No. I think you get the feel for how Mike Conley felt about that question. Just flat, no, not going to happen. So overall, the Grizzlies, like you're starting to see some of the things that David Fisdell has talked about. You're starting to see them actually show up on the court. It's still a work in progress and will continue to be through this week. Grizzlies will practice uh, later on today down at FedEx Forum and then tomorrow night head over to Tulsa to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder as they continue with the preseason uh, I'll continue to have all kinds of good stuff for you this week. Locked on Grizzlies. I want to say a big thank you to all of you guys for being part of the show as we continue to grow uh, throughout the uh, coming weeks. It's going to be great. I uh, appreciate all feedback, subscriptions, all that good stuff. It really does help, whether it's iTunes or whatever, reviews, all that stuff is just uh, so vital as we continue to grow. So any help you can give, that is awesome. I really appreciate it. And you can always find me on Twitter. I am at Peter Edmiston. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, you've been Locked on Grizzlies. Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.